Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Jake, you've got a healthy glow to you. Look at you, all tanned and <laughs> reddish. Red, yes, a little bit. I am fresh off the plane. He is. What time did your plane land? Uh, I mean, my plane landed at like noon. Yeah, but I've been up since eight a.m. yesterday. Yeah. Oof, so Jake so. came from the airport so that we could record this intro. But I think he comes bearing just a ton of interesting stories, not all of which we have to share. But oh, I think the first oh, thing yeah. is. Congratulations are in order. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I am an engaged man now. He is. Yeah, I managed he, that. He Skyped in and asked TJ on a beautiful <laughs> I, I night. The, I turned to the laptop to show him a beautiful landscape <laughs> yeah. of which he was not a part. Yeah. That picture of the uh, the pink hospital was just for me. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of wild stuff. Lots of good things. Lots of mishaps. Lots of very good food. Did you guys do you guys know what Kahlua pork is? Uh, is that the one where they bury it in the sand? Yeah, it's like a it's like a specially prepared just like pulled pork, but it's Ooh. awesome. Taco Bell's in Hawaii like twice a year serve a bunch of things with Kahlua pork in them. So I got a Kahlua pork quesadilla from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wow. That was, that was my parting gift on the way to the airport. I was like, I have to know this, though. Like we ate a lot of much better local food yeah. the whole trip. But on the way to the airport, I was like, I got to know, though. I got to try this. And it was awesome. Nice. Um, I got attacked by a crab. A crab cut my foot. It pinched my foot hard. The ocean did me really dirty on this trip, which <laughs> I love the ocean. Like if I could just be in it all the time, I would be. And it it hurt me so bad on this trip. Huh. This is one of the reasons me and the ocean don't get along. Yeah. Is it testing you to see if you're a worthy ruler? I guess. And <laughs> I it had to have just decided that the answer is no. Oh. <laughs> it stole a pair of my sunglasses. Oh, it the, the crab hurt me. It almost killed me. I almost drowned in it. Um, that was my, probably my own fault. I went in unprepared on a, on a cliff dive and couldn't get back out. Oh shit. Thanks. If, if the, uh, man with the boogie board who saved my life ever listens to this, I owe you a life debt. You can call upon that anytime for any reason. You can contact us at the cast of the Kurt Show podcast.com to call in that life debt. <laughs> yeah, it was super dope. It was great. And I'm, uh, sad to be home. <laughs> 
Well, we are grateful. Uh, it's true. It's it's uh, it's. We miss you when you're gone. We miss anybody at this table when they're gone. But Jake is just such a ball of positivity. I don't, I don't know what you're going to say, but I bet it's not true right now. <laughs> uh, so, how do you guys feel about Dungeon World? I I dig it. I dig it so much. I mean, it's no Hawaii, but you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just. Um, you know, I've really largely fallen out of love with a lot of the crunchier role-playing games. Yeah. Um, you know, like even still, like I love playing Pathfinder with you guys because it's you guys and, you know, you, you always come up with great stories and stuff. But, you know, anytime we get to a point where it's like, oh, I've leveled up and I think, Jesus, I've leveled up. Well, here's two and a half hours that I have <laughs> to spend. Um, so I, I'm digging this so far of getting the kind of far, far less crunchy version of a fantasy world. Yeah, this is it. like as heavy as a Powered by the Apocalypse game, at least as the ones that I have encountered so far. This is as crunchy as they get. Like yeah. statistically speaking. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I'm liking the the idea that it is taking that sort of D&D fantasy and I don't want to say simplifying it, but at least making it easier for me to swallow yeah as it were yeah this is just yeah. it's one of my favorite genres of yeah. fiction mm -hmm. yeah or well of games to play i guess honestly i don't love like lord of the rings as much as most people do but i love playing the games that, that world are this yeah kind of world. i agree i saw some complaints about uh referring to halfling pipe leaf as fantasy weed and yes tolkien is specifically against that <laughs> yeah just want to establish right now tolkien didn't write this fucking game so <laughs> that's true Oh, man. You know, the only downside, and I think we have seen it already in the first episode, the danger of Dungeon World is that it requires me to roll dice against you guys, and I am a notoriously lucky die roller. He is true. Um, I mean, if, even if you go back and listen to that first episode, I'm doing seven, eight, nine points of damage, and usually I'm just rolling a D6 and adding the extra enemies that are there. I will never forget getting to near the end of one of the first campaign. No, I think it was the first campaign that I ever played with you. And it was Earth Dawn where it's exploding oh, dice. Yeah. So if you roll the top number on like damage and stuff, you keep rolling. And I'm sitting right next to this man watching these rolls. And just as an example, he should have hit this monster for 35, 40 points, something like that. Yeah. That would have been an average hit. And I watched him get up to like a hundred and fucking forty, yeah, and cut the thing in half. Just boss level monster just gone. <laughs> yeah, exploding dice are so much fun if it's you and not me. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, speaking of dice, we mentioned last week that we were going to have a diehard dice giveaway. Uh, part of our partnership with Nerdsmith is that we uh, have diehard dice as a sponsor for the show. Now, uh, if you head over to our Twitter. Uh, you can find the Die Hard Dice giveaway that's going on. Uh, it is a three-question quiz, I believe, and it is just uh, answering some questions uh, that lets you explore our beautiful new website. Um, it's some questions about the fan art, or uh, I think there's a character bio question. And so it's a very simple quiz. You just got to head over to the page and take a look. And uh, so just submit that form, uh, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win those dice. And they are... Beautiful dice. There's a picture of them on our Twitter, the dice that you're uh, going to win. Um, I think it's like a $55, $65 it set is. of dice. They're so nice. Um, yeah, nice. They're, they're beautiful. I thought a long while about what email I could submit that with. And you wouldn't recognize <laughs> 
Uh, I think lastly, for those of you who are coming to Gen Con, we are running a couple of game sessions. Uh, we're also doing a live show, and we have had some people request that we do a little get-together after the live show. Uh, so we're going to try to find a restaurant or something to go to with everybody uh, if you want to join us. Uh, we're also going to try to add one more session of games on Friday. Uh, so I have put that request in. We'll see if it gets filled. And if so, we will let you all know that'll open up 20 more spots for people to play Monster of the Week uh, led by us on hopefully that Friday morning, early afternoon. Uh, so with that, I think it's time to let the recap roll. What you see standing there, talking with the voices of your friends, are a halfling with a big set of horns, a dwarf covered in thick muscle, and a very tall, worldly-looking elf. Guys, I think we fucked up. What do I look like? You're a dwarf. Like a Dungeons and Dragons dwarf. I thought we were going to be us. Yeah, I, like Elnor. Where? What happened to our bodies? And from further away in the darkness, you hear... <laughs> this is a goblin, and you know that they live underground, and they're just kind of horde creatures that love to kill things and eat things. So you leap into the center of this rushing group of goblins. You let loose your flail. You push the button so the chain comes out and all of these goblins go down. You actually notice that on the west wall, there is a crack that has a large rock in front of it. And it seems like this crack would be big enough for a person to fit through. You see something moving underneath the water as this huge form puts a hand out onto the edge and starts to lift itself out. And as it raises out of the water, it makes a few loud sniffs. And with each one, the sniffs become slower and more deliberate until the final sniff turns its head in your direction. And a low rumble fills the chamber as it bears a set of large, jagged teeth and lets out a roar. We are inside of this cave, and this creature's roar is echoing off the walls. TJ has just stepped up in front of it, trying to check the water to see if there was anything inside, and he has found his answer. Yikes! What is this now? Enormous. It is enormous. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I guess not knowing, I, I, I feel like this is aggressive, so I'm at least going to get my spear out and sort of get ready. I'm going to uh, use my flail like a nunchaku, just kind of... <laughs> Flailing it around because <laughs> I don't know any better. God, I'm going to start to sing a song for TJ. I'm going yes. to start to sing a pitch perfect acapella of Seven Nation Army. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, roll your arcane art. So what exactly is the uh, effect of this? This song. Seven uh, armies come in to save oh, no. us. That'd be sweet. Uh, so it is a, it is the buff effect. Uh, it is a plus one D four forward to damage. Oh, um, and I rolled a nine. All right. So on that move, what is the mixed success on a seven and nine? Your spell still works, but you draw unwanted attention or your magic reverberates to other targets affecting them as well. GM's choice. Okay, I mean, there is nothing else in this room. TJ is standing right in front of the monster, so I think the magic goes to the monster. Thought you might say that. <laughs> oh my I God. think that, uh, yeah, I mean, TJ and the creature are the only ones within proximity of each other. And uh, you see this glow wash over TJ, but it's also washing over the creature that has just come out of this pond. Oh, shit. What yeah. is that, Jake? What is that? I don't know. I barely know what I'm doing, Tass. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, swing my flail at this thing. All right. Roll hack and slash. That would be a 10. 
Nice. So you're going to choose to do that extra spicy damage, or are you uh, going to not get hit? I am going to go for the extra damage, which I believe is an extra D6, correct? That's correct. Plus that on top of a D4. Yep. So, yeah, got to go for that since I'm buffed. Big nasty hit. Oh, go boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got a seven. So TJ lashes his flail out at this creature and cracks it in the side of the head, Ooh. and it brings its very large muscular arm down in a swat and hits him back for 11 points of damage. Ooh. Well, luckily I have some armor on that, so that's technically 11 minus 3, which is an 8. There you go. Tass. Yeah, if it's taking a swing at him, I think I'm going to dart in and try to hit it with my spear. All right. Roll hack and slash. This thing is pretty tall, so you're, like, going for the leg, right? Whatever is closest to me is what I'm trying to hit. Ah, uh, that's a 10. All right. So roll your damage. Ah, uh, that's a 3. You see pretty quickly that you thrust the spear in and you pull it back. And as you're retracting the spear from where you've stabbed into its arm, you see the wound heal closed. It's healing. It's healing. It's like Wolverine healing. Uh, Jake, can I figure out what this thing is? Yeah, roll spout lore. 10. So you know that this is a water troll and that it is not as powerful as a normal troll that goes around outside kind of in the mountains and the forests and that it is sensitive to light but has a very strong sense of smell and it has very similar traits to a normal troll. It has regeneration. It's very strong and it would probably take some acid or fire to kill it. And so I have to ask now, how do you know this about trolls? Uh, so I think I have this flash of memory of being embattled like in a army on army conflict being out on the lines somewhere and shit's going down and on the other side they're using trolls and somebody on my side is calling shots and explaining this is how you take them out that they are bad motherfuckers but this is how you can defeat them okay so like they're like someone's running down the line and lighting arrows and stuff yeah nice it's a water troll. Okay, what uh, what does uh, that mean? It uh it it hates light. It heals really fast, and you kill it with fire or acid. Lovely. Can I chuck that torch at it? Uh, sure. <laughs> what do I roll? It's a ranged attack, dexterity. You're I want to trying to scare it away. I wanted to yeah to flinch. Okay. I wanted to back off. Yeah, so roll defy danger with dexterity twelve. Yeah, so you throw this torch right at the creature's eyes. It flinches back and it actually staggers backwards and ducks back down into the water uh, but the torch does go into the water with it and extinguish but for right now it is underneath the water again everybody jump into its natural habitat <laughs> quick <laughs> dwarves are strong swimmers especially in this much armor <laughs> that's right you'll be like uh mario in the metal cap you just walk on the bottom and tink 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 I mean, what do we want to do here? Do we try to actually fight this thing or should we back the hell up? Uh, is there any other way out of this room? Roll discern realities. I will do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, that's with wisdom. Yes. Uh, that's just a straight up 10 then. All right. You get a hold three. Okay. Uh, so my question, my first one is what should I be on the lookout for, especially for like an exit? If you're looking specifically for an exit, you see that in the far southeast corner of this room, past the pond, the cave continues on. 
Uh, it gets much smaller, but it does go into another space. Gotcha. And when you mean on the other side of the pond, like, do we have to cross the pond or is there like a like a little bit of gravel around it? Or yeah, is... there's space around the oh, pond okay. all, all right. the way. Hmm. Uh, then I'm going to point that out to the guys. Guys, let's head that way. And then um, with that in mind, as we're making our exit, uh, I'll use my second hold. What is about to happen, especially having to do with the creature you can see it moving around underneath the surface of the water, and it seems like it is getting ready. This sounds strange, but it seems like it's getting ready to, like, shamu out of this pond. Gotcha. Guys, uh, keep your eyes open. I think it's about to leap out. And then um, I guess I'll use my third one. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be. The thing that you notice, uh, trying to figure out, like, what's not quite right here, is that you can tell that the pond isn't really a pond. There is not a bottom that you can see, and you see water rippling as if it goes underground, and it moves in the direction of the pathway that you have everybody headed towards. Gotcha. Um, and as I realize that, I think I'll also tell the guys, hey, just be on the lookout if whatever tunnel we're going down, I think that creature might be able to follow us. Uh, I'm going to book it for the direction he pointed. Yeah, I want to stay third. I want to stay behind, keeping an eye on the water and trying to stay between the water and these two. Yeah, I'll lead the charge towards the, the tunnel. So right now you are all on the far side of this pond and you start to run around the edge of the pond in a group. Uh, I think this is going to be a defy danger from everybody using dexterity. Um, since I came up with that, do we get plus ones forward on the uh, You get plus one forward. Okay. Oh, seven. That plus one did nothing for me. Six. Seven. So Jake and Tass, I think that your mixed success is that you can get to this other part of the tunnel and get out of the room, but you're going to leave something behind in the panic and the movement. You're going to take a little splash damage from this creature as it comes out of the pool, or it's going to hesitate and not chase you, but heal itself the rest of the way. Is this a joint decision? I think so. I vote splash damage. If it's a joint decision, you should probably get out the pipe leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I also agree with splash damage because since it's bursting out of the water, that made me giggle. Yeah. So that's my decision. <laughs> Especially with your Shamu uh, euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> euphemism. You, oh, no. Oh, um, analogy. Me. Analogy, sorry. So you both take four points of damage while TJ takes 10 points of damage. Ooh. This water troll comes bursting out of the pond and it lands on TJ crushing him to the ground, and it flails its arms out as it does, and it knocks the two of you, causing you a little bit of damage, but you're able to still get past and get into the skinnier part of the tunnel where it cannot fit. Uh, but TJ is left behind with it. I got the one armor, so I only take three. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I got to remember armor. It's true. Okay, so I'm assuming we're doing a lot of learning in these couple of episodes here. Yes. Um, that, you know, that was the repercussion of his fail. So he's down, he's taking this. So if I want to essentially try to jump in and fight this thing to get it off of him, is that going to just be an attack as opposed to a defend? Yes. So this would be an attack. This would not be a uh, defend. Got it. Because, yeah, that'd be just straight up getting between the attacks yes, right uh, yeah. okay okay uh so yeah i just i want to try to transform into a ram a bighorn sheep and just try to wail on this thing to knock it off of him i assume i should roll my shapeshift first yes cool yep uh so that gets me a hold two it was a nine okay so Tess, what does this ram look like 
Um, I think just right down the kind of the fur of the spine and the back and the neck um, is a just a dark blue fur. And then that kind of fades into the rest of more of a natural kind of brown ram. All right. Uh, roll defy danger with strength. Uh, that gets me a solid even six. Uh, so I think that in this moment, because you are using this ram, you can spend your hold to up the success since this is a ram's attack. So if you want to get this off of him, you can spend one hold to bump it up a success level or both holds to make it a full success. Oh, that seems like a reasonable use of hold. That's up to you, man. <laughs> Just to tell you otherwise, you know, people who've played this game for a long time. I like it because it seems like a, since he's rolling his own stats still, yeah. like a way to accommodate the fact that this creature would probably be better at it than yeah. he is. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go with that. Both hold. I, I assume I ram this thing and in midair, I'm just a halfling again. <laughs> yes. So Tass gets past the water troll and spins on a heel and turns into a very large ram and then does what his namesake indicates and charges at the troll uh, and hits it with both sets of horns. Double horns already. Double horns. Only episode two, and we got double horns. <laughs> uh, and it staggers backwards and falls back into the water again, and Tass is essentially laying on top of TJ back in his halfling form. Hot. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, help me up. And I am just hauling with all my strength to get his, his armored ass to his feet. Right. Jake, what are you doing? Uh, as they're getting their shit together and heading back, I'm going to sing the healing song again for uh, TJ. Okay. Uh, 11. So you are healed. I assume that's a single target, not like an AOE. As far as I know. Yeah, choose an ally. Cool. So you are healed five points of damage. Cool. Thanks, man. Is it the same song? Yeah. Yeah. Always okay. cut to the feeling. So you guys are standing inside of this tunnel now. It's a little smaller, so you know that the troll cannot get in here. Uh, and this tunnel goes down about 40, 50 feet further. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. I want to try to um, just get up closer and see what we see here. Uh, Tass, you take four points of damage, armor defeating, ah. as a very large boulder comes hurling down this hallway, almost like it's in a, uh, a bowling alley, and crushes you. Oh my god. So this is something new. Uh, this is called, in this game, a golden opportunity. You know, Dungeon World is very dangerous. Obviously, Monster of the Week is dangerous as well, but there's a lot of research in Monster of the Week. There's a lot of investigating things, and, you know, there's not as much contact with the creature. Um, but I think to demonstrate how Dungeon World is very dangerous, they have given the Game Master a move called Golden Opportunity uh, that is just, in this instance, for example, you know, you guys have been singing and talking and uh, fighting. Nobody's really triggered the move to certain realities because no one is actively trying to sneak and look around and see what could be there. And so that is a golden opportunity that I'm supposed to seize on. I'm um, very glad to be the sacrifice on this lesson. <laughs> uh, so am I. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Teach. Uh, but there is a fairly large boulder in this hallway now, and you hear something coming from the next room breathing pretty heavy. So, like, did the boulder crush or it's in our way? It's just not big enough to block the hallway and it's just on top of Tass right now. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm going to roll it off of Tass immediately. Uh, yeah, I don't think you have any problem with your strength. Um, I want to ready an arrow and see if I can see the thing that just hurled a boulder at us. All right. Jake, roll discern realities. I gotta stop doing this one. <laughs> Eight. All right. You get to hold one. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? As you're all standing behind this boulder... Jake, with his sharp elven eyes, 
uh, can see down into this next room, and there is an even larger pool of water. And you see two or three figures, very large, moving around it. Roughly water troll size? Yeah, you, you could say that. There's like way more water trolls down this hallway, guys. This was a bad one. This is a bad one. Oh, God. Okay, back the other way. Yeah, I guess so. So you guys are going to turn and go back the other direction? I mean, as far as I know, there are two or three water trolls in front of us and one water troll behind us. Yeah, but a whole other fort of like goblins or whatever, too. We killed a bunch of goblins. Goblins were easy. These guys suck. You just got hit with a boulder. You're the wise one. Um... I am the wise one, technically here. Um, <laughs> this what a great qualifier. This half halfling's brain is a wise brain. Uh-huh. Um, is there is there anything in this Rolodex that would let me, you know, know if we have a chance fighting these things or if they'll just rip us apart? Um, you could roll a spout lore to see if you know anything that Jake did not know about these water trolls. Okay, I'm gonna try that. Uh, so that'll be two d six plus your int. Oh, good. Five. All right. So I misspoke actually in the first episode. The fail on a spout lore is not incorrect information. It is an unfortunate truth. What does that even mean? Uh, <laughs> that sounds that really scary. Yeah, that you get to learn something about the creature that maybe you wish you didn't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so in this instance with these water trolls, the thing that you know is that they normally subside off of things found in the water. They feed off of fish and turtles and stuff like that. There's something about the taste of the blood or the flesh from things that live on the land, things like humans and elves and halflings. As soon as they taste it, they crave it. They go crazy to try to get more of it. It is like a delicacy that drives them mad. Uh, But as with Spout Lore, I do need to ask you, Tass, how do you know this about water trolls? God, um... Because in this Rolodex in my mind that I'm seeing, uh, it's images of my people down in the in the caves of the mountains where we live. And uh, I think it was when I was training as a druid and there were some other druids that were um, more powerful and we were fighting off one of these things and I watched it get a bite on my master and it just went nuts and killed him and just kept coming after all of us and we had to flee. Oh, all right. Literally turned to fleas, I assume, and yes. got out of there. Oh, mountain fleas. fleas. Mountain fleas, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if they like hurt us and get a taste, they kind of go crazy with bloodlust and have to just keep going. Great. Oh, God. (laughs) So the one has tasted blood, and we don't know about the rest of them. Is it like a communal? I don't think it's like an ant colony or anything, but I mean, (laughs) if we're going to be going down through there, I think a couple of them are going to get a taste. I know. I say we piss off then. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. I mean. I'm with Jake on this. We almost got our asses kicked by one of them, let alone- A bunch of them, especially when they're in a frenzied bloodlust that they simply cannot quench. Like, no, no way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, we do know that we can take out the goblins, so that is fair. That's super fair. Okay, let's turn around and bounce. Okay, and cue the Benny Hill music. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm just going to go out, you know, I assume we're still the same marching order. Uh, In front, me in the middle. Yeah. Or 
Tass in the front. Who was it? I'm in the middle. Somebody else pick who's in front. Oh, I'll lead the way. I gave him the double ram horns earlier, so I am certain he is terrified of me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to uh, knock an arrow and kind of, as we step out of this hallway, like slice the pie, try and, you know, track where this thing is if it's waiting for us and shoot it if it is. Okay. You're all headed back towards the crack that led you down here. Yes. Correct. Uh, there is no sign of the creature in that pool as you pass by. Okay, awesome. Then we will move fast. Yeah, so you guys get back to that crack, uh, and you make it back inside and up onto the previous level you were in. Okay, we're alive. True. Let's count that one as a win. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ looks pretty rough at this point, right? I would be able to just look you up and down and you look beat to shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start to sing my little ditty. <clears throat> me, 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 me. And is this the same song? Yeah. Yeah, the way I imagine this is going to happen is for now it's the same song. And then when I take a move to heal more, it becomes a different song. And <laughs> I think it should like be more elaborate in the sense that not only are you singing, but you're like adding dance moves and everything. I'm not a dance bard, though. Oh, it's true. I, I assume I that's know. as like the uh, like the die increases. If you get to roll a higher die later, you start to do like... You've got to break dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll arcane art. Okay. That is an 11, so a D8, uh, seven hit points. Um, while they're doing that, can I actually run down the original hallway and grab one of the torches that I couldn't? Oh, from the uh, goblin yeah, torches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do that just because we had to throw one away, so I would like to have one. Okay. How about you, Tass? How are you feeling? Yeah, I could I could use something here. I'm hurting. And as he is singing in this hall, I am looking around just sure somebody can hear this somewhere. The downside of being a bard. Uh, ten. So, five. Thank you. No, I think, honestly, I can only have creatures hear you doing this if you get that mixed success, because the mixed success result is oh, it you draws draw on unwanted attention. attention. Oh, so, so I think that, canonically, his healing song can be quiet and soothing so that it does not echo around. Sweet kitty, I furry like Until he gets a mixed success, yeah. and then he's like, I can't control my soul. <laughs> It's like, this place has great reverb. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the acoustics in here are sick. I just start belting. You guys are like, cut it out. <laughs> okay, TJ, which direction did you say was like number two on your list? Uh, I believe it was this way, and I point towards the direction that you had described to me, Rev. <laughs> you need a reminder of what each place was, don't you? I do. Uh, one was a ladder that led up. That's the north path. And the west path smelled very musky and heavy and dense and you could tell that there were not a lot of tracks going in that direction i mean guys we can either go this direction which doesn't seem all that great to me but there's also this sweet ladder over here we're in a cave so the only way to go from here is up i think unless we're in a cave in a mountain and we come out like a the top of a peak well that's better than being inside this cave yeah okay 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 i dig it let's try up and i'll go to the ladder and see what i can see up it as you all head over to this ladder, and uh, with your torch, you can see about 40 feet up, there is a stone ceiling. It seems like it leads up into a room, but it is like a constructed room, not just caves. Okay, looks like a room. Um, Hold on, hand my torch off. I'll take it. And I want to try to turn into a bat with the idea that I want to go up there and kind of sneakily see what i can see all right a nice mountain bat yeah <laughs> yes roll your shape shift okay that is a 12 so i get three hold on this it's gonna be really bad though i mean 
bats are super sensitive to sound and you've got all that horn. <laughs> oh yeah, we did not mention they are trumpets. Yeah. The horn. <laughs> As that's how he breathes out. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Um okay, so I am going to shrink down to bat form. Um and I think he actually looks like a normal bat for the most part except the membranes are that kind of blue that we keep seeing um in the animals that have popped up so far. Um, and then I'm going to try to fly up this, uh, this ladder and see what I can see up in the cave. I want to ask real quick, is there a, uh, is there something in your head behind all of this blue? Um, yeah, I think kinda, um, you know, again, I don't know that Tass knows this, but I, I like the idea of these mountains, wherever this halfling is from being called something like the, like the Azure mountains or something where there's a lot of blue stone or even maybe sapphires, something like that, that are mined there. And that maybe something in this world, there's something about places of power where there are things like that, that the animals in these areas can sometimes take on the attributes of the area, whether it's, you know, I, I think colors may be a big oh, one. Okay. And so like with the owl that we saw before, it might be safe to assume that that owl has been to a lot of magical places. Yeah. Cause it was like kind of rainbowy. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. All right. So you fly up here and I think that this would be a good time to discern realities. Okay. That is an eight. All right, you get to hold one. What should I be on the lookout for? So as you fly up into this room from the cave, it's a fairly long room, and there are bars around half of it. And inside of the barred-off area, you can see a dozen or so figures wearing rags, sleeping on the floor. There are a couple of bowls on the ground that are filled with dirty water. And next to the gate on this cell are four of those goblins. Two of them are chatting and two of them are asleep. Okay. Um, can I see like keys or anything to the like barred off areas? Uh, you cannot. And But as you look at it, it's not locked. It is just a big piece of metal inside of like the two hooks on either sides of the door. I see. I see. I see. Okay, um, I think I just zip back down um, to them and just transform back. Um, there's like people held up there. Were they human? Uh, they weren't all human, no, but there were some humans, some elves, some halflings. You kind of saw a smattering of all the races. Okay. Uh, okay, I mean, we should probably free them. I doubt it's a bad idea. You said there was four goblins up yeah, there? Yeah, just four. Maybe if Jake climbed up there and shot them from where he was at like just at the the top of the the ladder maybe he can kill them uh i that's a beautiful thought i hope that it's true in silence no come on you think i'm gonna get four perfect kill shot arrows off before any of them notice i'm not legolas yeah i think we just gotta go man i think we just gotta as quietly as we can rush up this ladder and just take them while they're not ready for it can i can i pitch a counter thought before we bum rush uh-huh Go back up there as a bat or whatever. Get behind them. We'll go up there and at least get them close to this hole. And then you are coming in from the back. Maybe you can even just knock some of them down the pit to their demise. But at the very least, we're flanking them. Okay. I'm down. Same. Yeah. So we'll we'll give it like a 15 second count here and then we'll come up the ladder. I just had the realization that I transformed back because uh, I thought talk, I had to yeah. do it to talk. 
what you need to do is you need to, as a bat, get all the other cave bats together and then <laughs> Batman the hell out of these yes. guys. Organize a riot. Yes. Bat Riot is the name of my new metal album. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I'll have to do a fresh shapeshift here. And um, I guess I'm going to try for bat again because I, uh, well, could it be reasoned that like a rat could climb this ladder? They can climb just about anything. Yeah, especially for a hold. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try to rat up, because I think that will be a little sneakier once I get up there. Okay. I rolled an 11, so that is three hold, um, and so shrink down to have the, the little ram horns, of course, and otherwise a normal looking rat, except for, I think that the bald tail is that dark blue that we've been seeing. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I think to climb up this ladder, uh, it'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Just just put him in my palm and chuck him up the top of the water. <laughs> just tossing him like he's a frag grenade. Yeah, so I think it'll be one hold to climb up this ladder. Okay, I will spin that hold to climb up, and then I want to do my best to, um, like, I'll look down and give a little <laughs> rat thumbs up, I guess, and then try to sneak around behind. All right, so roll defy danger to sneak around behind these two awake guards. Uh, what am I using? Decks, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I think that's up to you. Do you want to use decks because you're kind of trying to do it fast, or are you using intelligence because you're figuring out when would be the best time to move? I I think decks. I think that's just the initial thought in my head that I want to be zippy and quick and okay. quiet. All right, so roll it. Seven. So you can scoot over to them and get behind them. But one of the people inside of the cell is going to notice your horns and they're going to get a little chatty. Or as you move away from the ladder, you turn from giving your thumbs up and you accidentally knock a stone down. And it's going to draw one of the goblins' attention over to the ladder. Or the other two goblins are going to get woken up by the conversation that the two on guard are having. Um, I think I like the idea of one of the prisoners getting chatty about it. Okay. So you start to head over uh, and there is a little dwarven girl and she's like oh horns rat horns <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the goblins are like meh, meh, meh. and i i'm just giving her the like <laughs> finger across the the throat not in a kill motion but like in an ah, ah, ah. oh pantomime rat i love <laughs> pantomime rat shh <laughs> And I think that as you're making these noises, the guards are kind of like, what? And they're looking around. Squeak. <laughs> you know, I never thought about the ramification of the fact that you can just talk as the animal, being that you have to rely on yourself to sound like the animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go up the ladder. I'll be right on his heels. All right, so you guys trying to... Get up here real quick and, and get the jump on these guys? Yeah, I want to get up here and, and try and get a shot off before they gather their forces. All yeah. right, so give me a defy danger with dexterity to get up this ladder quickly and fire off a shot. Okay. Damn, 13. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. You you know you say you're not Legolas, but you're taking these uh, ladder rungs three at a time. And uh, you pop out of the hole and you fire off an arrow. Then I do a backflip like the like a Hanzo kill cam and yes. <laughs> fire off an arrow. Uh, so roll your damage. Oh, okay. Uh, three. And TJ, you were coming up right behind him. So That's you're correct. also going to give me a defy danger with dexterity to get up this ladder quickly and get into fight. Copy that. Nine. Yeah, so you can get up this ladder very quickly. 
But the noise that you make getting up is going to wake up the other two goblins before you get to the top. The chatty girl is going to talk so much that it's going to draw one of the goblins' attentions back towards Tass, or you're going to drop something as you climb up the ladder. I think I will have the two goblins uh, wake up. All right, so you get to the top, and you are able to jump into this combat. You see that Jake has just fired off an arrow at one of the goblins, uh, and its noise, plus you sprinting up this ladder, wakes up the other two, and they get up and uh, see Jake and get their clubs out, and all four of them start to move towards the two of you. Here's a question for you. If I were to, like, charge these guys with my shield, could I collectively bash all three or two or four of them with uh, the shield? And with the same D10 damage that I would normally <laughs> reserve for my flail? Uh, I don't think so, because you can hit all of those people because you have reach on your flail. Mm -hmm. Like, describe it to me. How would you hit all four of these goblins with the shield? Well, I, I figure my shield isn't like a round shield, but more like a oblong sort of shield. And I would just turn it in a way that I could catch them all for. Uh, but if it's... if if it's not that big of enough, I yeah. can could I maybe like, get two or one. It'd have or to be like eight or ten feet tall to catch all of them, and you're right. only like three feet yourself, right? Gotcha. Yeah, uh, more like four. Yeah, I believe he was a four foot square. Is what we yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I imagine you carrying an eight foot shield, <laughs> <laughs> an eight by eight <laughs> shield. Oh Look no! At this big wooden chunk just floating. Around. Oh, there's a dwarf back there. Uh, but that's yeah, it. you could get two of them. Cool. Uh, I would love to do that then. All right. So uh, I am gonna have you. Uh, roll hack and slash since you had a mixed success on your defy danger. Okay. That's a seven. All right. So uh, roll your damage. Do I still have Jake's buff on me? It was. It's just a forward. Okay. Oh, okay. so it is just the next roll. Gotcha. Here we go. Uh, that would be a zero. I mean, it's a 10. Hey. <laughs> it's a 10 set of dice and the zero means 10. All right. I just rolled the damage in response and I'm using the uh, 2018 gen con the specialty dice mm -hmm. and they gave both, a, they sold a bonus d6 and both the six and the one are not numbers yes <laughs> the six and the one are both not numbers so this will have to be set aside it's just it's up to you to pick which one's which uh, yeah i guess or i guess compare it to another d6 I, and see what's what the the arrangement of numbers where, on, a, on where, dice are normal uh standard show where's the four and the two so it was a six. So if the four on the left, yeah. You've Rubble. convinced me to hit TJ with a six. Congratulations. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, so you take seven points of damage because you take six from the main attacker and then one for the additional attack. Uh, but as they get these hits off on you, you do crush them backwards and it juices them through the bars. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pull my shield back and just kind of look at it. And then I'm going to do sort of like the samurai thing where they just kind of like wipe away their blood and everything by like flicking it. Just like, oh, get off. Uh, uh. Except not smooth like a samurai, like you're kind of panicked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the only ones left were the ones that were waking up. Correct. Or, okay. Um, then I think I want to drop mouse form and just like leap forward with a spear and try to take one out as it's. Trying to get up. All right. Roll hack and slash. Cool. Five. Man, with these hard fives today. So one of the other cool things in Dungeon World is that they have a chart for damage from other sources of damage instead of just being attacked. Like if you were, say, to fall down a ladder shaft because you have charged past the enemy. <laughs> Good. Uh, so Tass, this is armor defeating damage. 
Good. You take four points of damage as you transform from your rat form, but you're moving faster than you realized because of your size. And you split between Jake and TJ, and you tumble down the shaft that the ladder is in and hit the ground at the bottom. Whoa, what? Whoa! <laughs> was that the voice of of Wart from sure The Sword in the Stone? Uh, Jake. So I look to TJ and go, dum, doo, dum, 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 dum. All right, uh, roll your arcane art. And I'm correct in assuming that this is still the buff song. Yes. No, I'm not. Uh, five. Is there a specific ramification listed on that? No, there is not. I think that you buff the wrong group. I think that you are still getting used to this and you sing your song of buffing and you see the two waking up goblins kind of flex uh, and they are turning to attack you, TJ. I will turn around and I will do my flailing nunchuck style and I will try and bash both of them if possible. All right. Roll hack and slash. That would be an eight. Okay. Roll your damage. <laughs> One. One whole damage for the two of them. Yeah, you see that you spin your flail around and it clinks off of what little armor they are wearing. Uh, you, on the other hand, take seven points of damage, not armor defeating, uh, as these big muscular goblins wail on you with their clubs. Tass, you are at the bottom of a hole. I'm trying to think what creature can both quickly get up this ladder and still attack them. Giraffe. <laughs> Punch it, punches them with its long ass tongue. Mountain giraffe. That's what, so you turn into a giraffe, and your neck is just up the shaft, and your your head is over the top, and then you just spit at them. Oh, I thought it was like headbutting. Oh, in my head, I was lightly wow. gripping like the back, the nape of their neck in my teeth, and dropping them down the hole. Um, can I? Uh, how how big is the? sort of shoot at the end. Can I sell you on Condor? Ooh, I don't think you would have the, the wing yeah, for that. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Um, and just final question, just to give me some flavor here. How, how sturdy does this ladder seem? It is wood. Yeah. Okay. Elephant. Elephant. It is call. wood probably built by goblins. <laughs> right. Okay. Which I might be all the answer you need. Yes, indeed. Um, so I just, I think I have to, just rush up this ladder as is, ready to fight. Uh, so are you going to try to get up there and attack at the same time, or...? Yeah, I think so. I, I Yeah, if I can get up there fast enough to kind of leap up and, and be swinging, I would love to. All right, so give me a defy danger with dexterity. That's a 12. You were able to climb up this ladder like greased lightning. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you get to the top, and you thrust the spear out. Roll your damage. Six. Nice. Some Leonidas shit. Yeah. All right. And that one goes down and there is one left. Uh, I'm going to try to heal TJ. All right. Thanks. Twelve. So you get one point. <laughs> <laughs> he heals. Get he gets healed as much as he does damage. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get better at this. I swear. All right, TJ. I'm just going to take a swing with my flail and see if I can't kill the hell out of this thing. Okay, roll hack and slash. Woo-woo! That would be a nine. All right, roll your damage. That would be a four. So you square off against this last goblin. You can see that it is kind of freaking out and angry, and it swings its club down on you, and you take five points of damage, not armor-defeating, uh, and as your mace lands on the side of its head, it goes down. I fell so far. It hurts so bad. Do you need me to 
patch you up? Uh, I mean, he looks worse. Take care of him. And I'm going to actually go over to see if I can, um, yeah, get this sort of gate down. Don't don't go yet, because in the past I have sung the song of healing and it has spread to other people. So maybe if we all cluster up, (laughs) uh, it'll do that again, but in a good way. Like, yeah, like like with the troll, but not. But with an ally instead of an enemy. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, So roll your arcane arc. Uh, That is a nine. So three points, at least to TJ. And again, it either draws attention or reverberates. So Jake, you gather everybody up and you summon the magic to heal TJ. And you feel your voice spike in a weird way as you hit one of the notes. And in the far corner of the room, you see that there is a hole very large in the wall. And you feel that one of these notes goes sharp and it bounces around the room and through this hole into the neighboring room. And from inside there, you hear more goblin chatter. And then you hear the very loud ringing of a bell. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now... Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? No nope. love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.